Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Good morning, Jason. Actually, I'm doing great, uh, and I hope you and your family uh, are doing really well. We're doing great. Yep. Stay, trying to stay cool as best we can. Uh, yes, I mean, we were having a pleasant conversation before we started the show this morning, and, and uh, so I guess you have a couple more weeks to go until Wake County actually starts up at school. Uh, I remember those days when, uh, as a parent, I was actually anxious for school to start. Anxious, and I'm using the word in the sense of, I really would like school to start. <laughs> you know, so. there's there's not many times where I look forward in to sitting in traffic jams in the morning to drop the kids off at school, but I am longing for school to start back up. Yeah, so I two can, weeks and counting. I, I can appreciate that, and um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, always funny to me when uh, all the back to school sales start uh, in the middle of the summer, and you're uh, and of course I don't have to worry about any of that stuff anymore because. Uh, I'm an empty nester big time and for a long time. And so it's, it's, um, I don't have those issues anymore. Well, in the future, you know, the, your grandchild is going to need some ah. school supplies. So I think you're, it's not going to be complete year responsibility, but you'll, you'll maybe want to pick up an item. Well, or two. you're, you're right, except for the fact that grandparents have a huge advantage over parents. And, and so because we can spoil the child and then give them back. <laughs> <laughs> that is true so yeah so anyway yeah i get it uh but anyway good morning um i wanted to uh continue of course we had our webinars this week and that uh i always enjoy um uh, that in a big way uh, and as you know, we do the webinars every month, second Wednesday of each month. So for the folks who missed our webinars on Medicaid and long-term care planning uh, or our webinar on asset protection and how trusts are used for asset protection along with uh, other information, um, just wait till next month, you know, because we will uh, do it again. You know, it's it's uh, we always have a pretty good group of folks that are interested and uh, having those webinars um, uh, are, are actually very helpful. Uh, I get a lot of very positive comments from folks who've attended and means means a lot to us and it means a lot to the folks who actually attend those webinars. But I, I wanted to, this morning, I wanted to continue um, our discussion that we were having uh, actually ab about um, asset protection and where are the risks that we're actually trying to protect ourselves from? Uh, because actually this is a really important issue. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not uncommon at all for folks to come to talk to us about, should we go ahead and give our, what our, oftentimes it's our home, our farm, uh, our business, uh, other property, uh, to our children now 
as opposed to letting them inherit it later. And a, a big part, I mean, there's two things going on for most people. Number one, we want to see our children succeed. We, we want to help them uh, in, in a, a big way while we're alive, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, but uh, the, the more important issue for a lot of folks is, is it safer to give it to them now so we avoid the risk of losing it between now and the time of our death? Or is it better uh, to hold on to that property uh, and uh, package how our children inherit that property? And, uh, you know, uh, so many folks, uh, I mean, this is an issue where counsel, particularly with an elder law attorney, um, uh, can be extremely important because so many people just um, assume that it's a good idea to uh, transfer property prior to your death. Uh, to your children. And, and while, uh, you know, it, does it work? Uh, yes, but there, you know, everything you do has positive consequences and sometimes some huge negative uh, consequences. And, and it's, it's kind of thing where I, I want to talk about that because uh, from my perspective, while um, uh, all I can do is, is give advice, you know, the, my clients have to make the decisions. Uh, this, this is the, uh, a key question for a lot of folks, uh, particularly uh, those folks uh, who I consider to be middle class. They're concerned about protecting their home. Uh, they they want to make sure they're making the best decision, but so many people think it's always the best decision to go ahead and transfer the property while they're alive. And quite frankly, I would say, as a general rule, uh, more often than not, it's it's the other way around. It's rarely the best option for seniors uh, to, to do. Um, now, so. Um, uh, I'm not in any way suggesting that seniors, as we get older, should not look for assistance from our trusted children. And I emphasize the word trusted because not all of our children are, are worthy of our trust. And, and I can... I can say that with authority because um, many seniors uh, get fleeced by their children who are not necessarily all their children. Sometimes it's one untrustworthy, greedy child. But, um, but quite frankly, over 80% of financial abuse of seniors comes from family members. Now, that generally means our children. <laughs> so, but, uh, and of course, uh, as parents, we've, uh, you know, we've supported our children through their young years and, and uh, hopefully helped them 
uh, with college or with, with whatever educational choices uh, they've made for themselves. But uh, we've supported them for a long time, generally for at least 20 years. And, and, um, and of course, uh, oftentimes kids want us to continue to, <laughs> to help them when they really should be on their own. Sometimes the best thing we can do as parents is to cut them off and so that they know that they have to make it on their own. Uh, yeah, you know, there's, there's a, a lot of, of that as it relates to those kinds of things. But, um, uh, you, you know, what, what's the real risk for seniors in terms of keeping our property? Um, well, there's a lot of advantages for us to keep our property with flexibility and control, but the risk comes in as we get older is oftentimes and naturally we become more forgetful. Um, you know, the, the literature basically says when we approach the age of 80, we're losing brain cells, and, and that in and of itself, the natural course of aging, uh, means that we become a little more forgetful. Uh, that is, has nothing to do with dementia, so it's just simply the natural piece of aging. Well, being a little bit forgetful is not that big a deal for most of us because, you know, if we've forgotten where we put our keys, we find our keys eventually. Or if we don't know where we put our phone down, we we have ways that we can find that phone. <laughs> but the, the point is, is that, yes, uh, as we get older, now, truthfully, some of us are fortunate enough that we don't seem to lose any brain cells at all and forgetfulness is not an issue. While, uh, qu quite frankly, about 10% of seniors, uh, sometimes more, will actually have some form of dementia where it actually gets worse and worse. And, of course, we have to be on the lookout for that. So what other than that, uh, the forgetfulness uh, all the way through the, the uh, dementia piece, is other issues for seniors? Well, for some, it's um, health issues. It's being frail and having uh, risks of falling and things like that. Um, and so, obviously, I, I'm a huge proponent of, of a senior who gets to the point where they are becoming a little forgetful or more frail. But, you know, to me, the real issue is lucidity. If, if your mind is sharp, uh, then our ability to keep control of our property and manage our property on our own uh, is a huge advantage. Now, to the degree that uh, we are got, we, we're tired and we've gotten to the point where we really don't want to have to deal with paying our bills and things like that, turning it over to a trusted child or a trusted sibling or a trusted person, I mean, and by trusted, I mean somebody who is actually worthy of our trust. I mean, and that's a big if there. Um, is a helpful thing. I mean, and of course, at the beginning, it can be simply, 
uh, reviewing to make sure our bills are paid and that we don't have uh, weird things that are showing up on our account statements where we get taken advantage of by legitimate business or by illegitimate businesses uh, or scammers, if you will. So, you know, having uh, a, a um, child who knows what they're doing to review our, our things on a monthly basis uh, is it can be a very helpful thing. And so if we can embrace that, uh, it, it's extremely helpful. Of course, it's a two-way street. This is where the children um, need to basically be uh, available to help. And I mean that in a, in a straightforward way. By help, I don't mean take over. You know, if you come to me and say, Dad, you're losing it. I, I'm, I'm going to come in and take over everything, and you're just going to have to get out of my way so I can take care of things. Man, don't you know I'm going to do whatever I can do to stop you because I want to keep control. I, I, you know, I don't want to give it up to somebody who plans to take over. But it, if a child comes to me and say, Dad, I, uh, it, you know, I, I think it would be helpful to you if I helped you with your accounts. If, if I just went over things with you to make sure that you get to do what you want to do and we get the bills paid and we make sure that you're not being uh, scammed and things like that, you know, I'm much more likely to embrace that as a senior. Uh, all of us want to stay in control. We want to stay independent. We don't want our children controlling our lives. We don't want anybody controlling our life, do we? So the fact is, is that it, it's a two-way street. The senior has to recognize that there may be a time where we need a little bit of help. And if, our, if we don't have a trustworthy child, and I can't emphasize worthy of our trust enough, then we can turn to um, uh, professionals who can help us through that. And oftentimes, that's actually a better way to go for some families. Not every family, but every, every family's different. Every family has issues. Uh, it's, it's pretty rare to find a family that everything's perfect. And I always fear when, I, when the family's telling me everything's perfect, it's like, what are you not telling me? <laughs> so... It, we, we all have our issues, and they're typically good ways to avoid those issues. We want to avoid those issues, and we want to reduce risk and identify risk as best we can. And that's why it is key to, one, make sure that you are aware of the risk of your situation. And speaking with an elder law attorney is a great way to help you identify those sources of risk and help you along the way when it comes to selecting a, a trusted agent for you and making sure that you're making a good and educated choice as well. If you would like to schedule some time to speak with Bill, have some documents drawn up, or maybe have your documents reviewed, you can go to WGALaw.com and schedule some time to speak with Bill there. At WGALaw.com, you can also find information about Bill's free webinars as 
Bill said at the beginning of the program, they just had a set of webinars this past week, but if you would like to sign up for the September webinars, you can do so for free at WGALaw.com. The next set of webinars is happening on Wednesday, September 13th. If you would like to learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, and financial assistance that might be available to you, you can go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button, or if you would like to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, a little bit of which we're talking about today, you can go to WGALaw.com as well. Click on that seminars, bu- seminars button. It's free to register, free to attend. These are highly educational webinars that Bill puts on to educate you about some subjects where it's very hard to find clear and correct information. WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be back after this. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about Bill at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. Schedule some time to speak with Bill or learn more about his free webinars happening on Wednesday, September 13th. WGALaw.com. Just click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're having a discussion about Asset protection was kind of a continuation on what we were speaking about last week, Bill, on the importance of identifying where the risk is in our own personal situations. No no question about it. And, of course, there's no question that the greatest percentage of wealth in this country is where? Greatest percentage of wealth? Mm -hmm. Individually or? Yeah. In other words, where's the wealth? Where's the meat? Where's the beef? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, how about in our retirement accounts? No, 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 no. Basically, well, you didn't understand the question. Basically, the greatest percentage of wealth is with seniors, and with the baby boomers, if you will. Okay. Uh, you, you know, in other words, there's a much greater percentage of wealth among seniors, among baby boomers, than, um, uh, than younger folks. I mean, it's just the way it is, not unusual at all. In other words, the parents have typically have a whole lot more than their children or grandchildren. Um, now, with that said, then um, where if a parent is thinking about transferring property during their lifetime to their children, the first question is why? I mean, we all want to see our children succeed. You know, we've reared them from the time they were babies, uh, hopefully through school, uh, and hopefully they have, they're out on their own and they need help from time to time. I get that. And I am not in any way trying to say we shouldn't help our children, particularly in modest ways. Uh, ways that don't negatively affect our ability to live the way we want to live. But 
seniors sometimes think, oh, I need to protect my property by actually transferring the property to the next generation, to our children. And that's the point where uh, I might have to hold up a stop sign and say, no, you're really making a mistake to do that. So first of all, seniors are typically are less risk prone. Uh, and our children are, have, uh, are much more prone to risk than we are. You know, most of us are retired. We're not working anymore. We're not driving to work. We're, uh, you know, those kinds of things. So it's like this. When we compare our lifestyle to our children's lifestyle, which lifestyle is riskier? Well, the fact is, is that uh, lifestyle choices are huge when it comes to asset protection, right? Well, typically, our children have a much riskier lifestyle. Number one, uh, they probably are, you know, they go out frequently, they drive to work, they, they you know, they go out and have a good time frequently, much more than we do. Uh, as seniors, uh, but they're driving a whole lot. They have a much higher risk of divorce than we do. <laughs> you know, we know that. Uh, they're they're working, so they uh, if they have business risks. Uh, you know, particularly if they're a professional. But anybody, I mean. It's the kind of thing, if you own a business, then you've got internal risk with your employees. You, have, you might uh, have a business where you have motor vehicles that are driven by employees. Lots of risk there. Uh, you, if you're a professional, you have malpractice uh, risks where you can make a mistake. Um, uh, but basically, you have business needs where if your business is not successful, you might have bankruptcy issues. Uh, which typically, if we control our property and we've made sure that we have sufficient property to pay our bills and, and to take care of ourselves, then we don't have those issues. We, we live a more sedentary lifestyle. We drive much, much less. Uh, we have very little risk of divorce. Now, we have some risk, but far less than our children do. Um, you know, we have discretionary income. We typically don't have debt. You know, we paid off our debts, you know, those kinds of things. So guess what? You know, our lifestyle is much less risky than our children's lifestyle. So by giving property to our children, there's a greater risk that that property will actually be lost. Of course, the other piece, the, the other side of that coin is if we give part of part or all of our property away during our lifetime, what happens if we need it? You know, what happens if we need our, uh, that money back? Uh, or if we've transferred our home and then we find that we need to sell our home to move to assisted living or whatever to pay the bills. Well, guess what? That now we need our children's assistance where they control the money and we don't. 
And what if they don't like what we need or they're not they're, or they're greedy and they're unwilling to do what's necessary for us? And do you know what? I've had that happen before with clients where um, early on in my practice, I had a, a lady who needed assisted living and uh, her she had lost her husband, but she and her husband had transferred. Uh, their home to one of their two daughters and and retained a life estate. So the, a lady had the, the right to live there, but she was failing. I mean, she needed assistance. And her income, even though she had uh, very little money, she owned the home, or, you know, except for what they had already done. Uh, but she didn't have enough money to pay for care, but her income was just over the special assistance cap, so she wasn't eligible for financial assistance from the government of any kind, whether it was VA or uh, Medicaid-type assistance. She wasn't eligible for it and would never be eligible for it unless she needed nursing facility care. This, this is an issue that many seniors... Uh, deal with. We have a huge hole in the safety net here. So what did she need? She needed to either be able to borrow against the value of her home, which was paid for, or she needed to sell it where she could could afford to pay for the assisted living care that she needed. Well, guess what? Her daughter and or her daughter's husband refused to help her mother and it was there wasn't a thing we could do legally the property had been transferred to the daughter you know 10 years earlier subject to a life estate so the wife had the uh, the wife and mother had the legal right to continue to live in the house but she couldn't do anything in terms to force her daughter to help her financially. So in essence, the daughter was willing to basically uh, ignore her mom and let her mom uh, have to deal with her issues alone uh, without any financial assistance at all. It was pitiful. I could not, I mean, I wrote some strong letters, but so what? It didn't do anything. And it was such a huge mistake for, for those parents to think they were doing the right thing uh, and transfer the interest to the daughter. Um, so that, that's the kind of thing that can, can really uh, tear you up. And once you've done it, you can't take it back uh, without the full cooperation of your children. And you think you know your children, uh, but and again, um, it wasn't just the daughter, but it was the daughter and her husband. And so guess what? So one of them had to be pretty greedy uh, to turn their backs on their mom. But those are that's the kind of issue that can help. And I know people are thinking, oh, that would never help. That that would never happen to me. I mean, but the fact is, uh, mom and dad in this particular case thought the same thing, thought it would never happen to them, uh, but it did. And so uh, now there are lots of other issues that go with uh, that 
same issue, and I know we have to take a break, but I'll come back to some of those issues as, as well. I think you're exactly right, Bill. A lot of us listening to that conversation probably did have that thought that, you know, that would never happen to me. But the point is, is that you open yourself up to a situation like that. It may not be that extreme, but you do open yourself up to risk. And that is why it is so important that you do go see an elder law attorney. Make sure that you have the the most control that you can over your situation because you never know how your situation is going to change and having planning that allows you to adapt to any of those changes and to retain control is I think what we all want. If you would like to schedule some time to speak with Bill, go to wgalaw.com or you can call 919-256-7000 919-256 256-7000-WGALaw.com is where you can also go to register for Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, September 13th. If you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, this is a great free opportunity for you to do so. Or if you want to learn more about uh, long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, if you or a loved one is dealing with a long-term care crisis. This is a webinar that you really are going to want to attend, and it's free to do so. WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be back after this. listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Find more about Bill at WGALaw.com. Find more about his webinars as well at WGALaw.com. Just click on the seminars button at the top of the page. Bill just had his free webinars this past Wednesday. He does these the second Wednesday of every month. The next set of webinars is happening on Wednesday, September 13th, if you or a loved one is dealing with a long-term care crisis or see one coming down the road, you're going to want to attend Bill's morning session on Wednesday, September 13th. That webinar deals with long-term care assistance and finding financial assistance for families dealing with long-term care issues. Bill has an afternoon webinar dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. Again, you can register for free at WGALaw.com. Just click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're talking all about asset protection and risk. And Bill, in particular, we've been kind of focusing on the the issues related to transferring property and how we lose control, but there are other issues that were opened there up are, I mean, all of us would uh, like, in, in best-case scenario, to be able to leave a nice inheritance uh, to our children uh, when we depart this earth. Um, seniors, though, uh, sometimes worry uh, what they uh, what is commonly known as the state taking away my home, and I don't. I want to make darn sure that that never happens okay so what is the circumstance where the the state could potentially 
under some rare circumstances, take your home away, because all of us have heard about the horror stories that can happen. Well, there's really only one circumstance, uh, and that circumstance uh, is where we've had to go to a nursing home. We've applied for Medicaid, we've, we've been approved for Medicaid, and we're on Medicaid for a good while. And then at our death, there's what's called Medicaid estate recovery. Now, that is the program in which if, if I'm single and I own my home and I've been on Medicaid and I or my family has not seen an elder law attorney to protect my home, and I, I want to emphasize that an elder law attorney can protect your home from Medicaid estate recovery. So uh, there are several different ways to do it. And the fact is, is that, but if I haven't seen a lawyer and I haven't done anything to protect uh, my home and I die owning my home uh, uh, individually, then it's part of my estate and it would be uh, subject to Medicaid estate recovery. So whatever Medicaid is paid out on my behalf, they will file a lien against my estate. And, and oftentimes, a Medicaid lien can, can be more than the value of a home, or it can be a substantial percentage of the home, forcing the family to sell the house and give m Medicaid its money. But that's only in the event of two things. Number one, that I've been to a nursing home and received Medicaid. And guess what? Do we want to go to a nursing home? You bet your life we don't want to go. We're going to fight like the Dickens to stay out of a nursing home. Okay, so that's number one. And number two, it also means we haven't seen an elder law attorney uh, to protect our house from Medicaid estate recovery, house, farm, any real estate for that matter. But the point is, is it can be protected with the help of a professional, uh, and that professional happens to be an elder law attorney, not a real estate attorney, an elder law attorney, um, is what's needed. So, okay, there, you, you can either stay out of the nursing home, that's goal number one, and if we have to go to a nursing home, it's see an elder law attorney to protect. So that's done. So is there any risk of losing our house? Not unless those first two things actually occur where we've gone to a nursing home and we haven't seen anybody that can help. We haven't seen an elder law attorney. And to me, anybody that goes to a nursing home, the family better be talking to an elder law attorney or they're just making a huge, huge mistake. But, okay, so that's the real risk of keeping your house and not transferring it. And so, obviously, if you have the right legal documents in place, being able to keep your house, keeping control. Well, what, what does that mean? Is it more important to your children that you have sufficient resources to pay for your care, or is it more important for them to receive an inheritance from you? Well, speaking as a child, I guarantee you 
that it's much more important for us to uh, be independent financially, being able to pay for our care. And hopefully there's something left for the children, but as far as priority goes, it's far more important for us to be able to pay for whatever care we need so we don't have to depend on our children to take care of us. I mean, that's huge. We don't want to have to move in with, with our kids because we don't have the financial resources and we have to hope they'll take us in under those circumstances. So um, to me, it's a whole lot better. And if you own your home, uh, then you have a couple options, uh, even if all your other resources are gone, because uh, at that point, uh, you, you can do what's called a reverse mortgage, where you can stay in your home, uh, get a loan, and not have to pay, uh, pay it back during your lifetime. It's, in essence, paid back after your death. Or uh, another option, obviously, is you have the ability to sell your home and then have the cash resources to pay for your care. And see, a lot of folks don't realize that the greater risk is actually having to pay for care when you're not eligible for government assistance. You know, if you need somebody to come into your home to help you, uh, you know, with activities of daily living, or if you uh, need to go to independent living or assisted living and it costs you a little more than your income, you got to have the financial resources to pay for that, uh, for those extras, if you will. And uh, that is actually the greater risk if you haven't preserved your nest egg to pay for that differential. Uh, so it's really important for us to... Uh, have the money to pay for that care because as a senior we want to stay independent we don't want to have to depend on our children so there you go if that situation is something that you identify with schedule some time to speak with an elder law attorney and if you want to speak with bill and which i highly recommend you can go to wgalaw.com schedule some time to sit down with bill have your situation reviewed if you have some legal documents that you haven't had reviewed in some time this is a wonderful opportunity for you or if you've never had your documents reviewed by an elder law attorney you really do owe it to yourself to schedule some time to sit down with Bill. Go to WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000 at WGALaw.com. You can also register for Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, September 13th. Learn more about long-term care assistance and asset protection and trust planning, WGALaw. Dot com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. A quick break and back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. WGALaw.com is where you can go to learn more about Bill, schedule an appointment to see him, or register for his free webinars. WGALaw.com. 
Com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we've had a really uh, great conversation so far this morning about risk and asset protection. No, no question about it. Well, I, I do need to mention that it, uh, asset protection, the legal document that is critical to asset protection uh, for seniors particularly, uh, and this is only if you have a trustworthy person that you can name as an agent. But having a, a normal power of attorney is not enough for good asset protection. Uh, seniors need what we call an enhanced or advanced general durable power of attorney. Now, because an enhanced power of attorney gives almost uh, – complete authority to an agent if it's needed, because you can give a power of attorney where it's it's not needed right now, but it might be needed in the future because you can't predict when it'll be needed. Having a trusted person that you can turn to, to to help you and the family protect your property if you need long-term care, uh, whether it's just to pay your bills or move property around, and it, it's the one document that uh, more often than not I have to recommend that we change uh, for folks because I have lots of folks says, well, oh, I've got a general durable power of attorney. I don't need any, another one. And I'm going, no, you actually do because yours is far more limited than you think and you can't protect your property with the document you've got. So an enhanced general durable power of attorney is the critical document that normally most attorneys don't do them. Elder law attorneys do the enhanced powers of attorney. But you shouldn't do an enhanced power of attorney unless you have the right person, a trustworthy person, a person worthy of your trust who will never take advantage of you and will always do the right thing. That's the critical piece and being able to keep control, stay independent. But if bad things occur to you where you uh, th things go the wrong way, then someone else has the ability to pick up the pieces, move the pieces around in order to protect your assets for you and your spouse, of course, uh, and then be able to have something for the kids upon your death. I mean, those are pretty critical issues that having the right document in place can solve that problem for you. Having a conversation with an elder law attorney will help you, one, to assure that you've got the right documents in place, and two, can also help you determine if whether or not you do have that trusted individual in your life. If you want to speak with Bill, go to WGALaw.com, schedule some time to sit down and chat with him, or you can attend Bill's free webinars. If you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning or if you or a loved one is dealing with a long-term care situation, you want to attend his long-term care assistance webinar, go to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button there at WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be back after this.
This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget to register for Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, September 13th. Learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, and other forms of financial assistance for those dealing with long-term care issues. Also learn more about asset protection and trust planning. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page to register. These webinars are free. It's free to attend, free to register. They're just a wonderful educational opportunity for you to learn more from Bill. WGALaw.com. Dot com or call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. We've got to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.